morning, Australia. It is a beautiful day for the breakfast show, and it's a beautiful day for you to be listening to Faith FM here with Blake and Lawson live in the studio in Newcastle and producer Shell producing it up behind the scenes, making it all happen, making it rain. Well, not really making it rain. Actually, keeping the rain away is probably actually more accurate because it is nice and cloudless and sunny, and I can see the the sun just about to peek over the horizon, which is kind of a little hope that I have for this beautiful day that's about to take place. The sun is about to rise, and we're going to have a good time. Lawson, how are you feeling? Dude, who are you? I'm here. You haven't been here for the last couple of days. I know. It was it was a rough last couple of days. Too. Yeah, from, yeah. from what I can imagine. I did try to drive here on the Monday, but mm. uh, let's just say I only made it halfway and I painted the streets. Yeah. That is... Yeah, that sounds weird, actually. I, I threw up all over the place. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> I'm like, did you did you get into some... No. Some street <laughs> activist art, like that's that thing. You, you paint in the streets. Did he spontaneously the become a council worker? No. No, no, no. So you you were going through some significant health challenges. Yeah, projectile health challenges. Oh, oh, yikes! <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Actually. But you've come out the other side now. Yeah, I feel. I don't know what happened because I, I had a great weekend. It was amazing weekend. Actually, probably one of the best weekends I've had in a long time. Mm. And I, I'm just driving to work, and all of a sudden, my body was like, nope, no, you're not. And I was like, wait, no, I am. And then my body was like, uh, just pull kidding. the car over, mm-hmm. or you're going to ruin your entire car right now. And I was like, but I have to get to work. And then my body was like, get out of the vehicle. And then, and, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, okay. Sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to do those. Wow. Your body is really keeping you captive. <laughs> it was. Coming up on Faith FM, we're going to hear about Putin sitting down with his dear friend Xi Jinping at the Kremlin, while we also find out about Wyoming becoming the first state to outlaw abortion pills in the United States. So just the pills now. Things are getting wild over there. There's a huge battle. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Good morning, Australia. It's the breakfast show with your guys, Blake and Lawson. <laughs> yeah, boys. With the boys uh, here, and also Shell, not a boy. Uh, she is far prettier than any of us. Yeah, on the in especially the today. Yeah. She came in. She came in for our uh, uh, office photo, and it turns out it's next Wednesday. So <laughs> you know, that's great. just how it goes. So she's just here to flex on everyone now. Yeah. She's just. This is what you could have looked like yeah. today. But you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, hey, guys. Of Clue course, me. we're going to get into our first clue <laughs> of the quiz for today. And, of course, whenever we do our clues for the quizzes, we start off more difficult, get easier and easier all the way through, but you'll get less points the later you answer the quiz clue. So we'll start off with 500. And then go less and less and less. And you'll be going in the running to win the amazing Snake Bites and Shipwrecks, which had, <laughs> someone gave an awesome review for. Someone wow. was like, I have this board game. I absolutely love it. It's Wait, a- Snake Bites and Shipwrecks? That's Paul's journey. It is. Literally, travel with Paul as he preaches the gospel. Now, uh, Monica was explaining how it worked yesterday in your absence. And what I really loved is she read this section that talked about how you can risk 
what you have, which I'm all about risk. Okay. If there's games where you can risk it to win. <laughs> risk it for the biscuit. I'm about it. So, hey, 0491 The first clue for the quiz is, what city am I? At a synagogue in this city, Jesus read, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Mm. If you know what city he said that in, again, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. 0491-064-669. Risk it for the biscuit for 500 points. Absolutely. That's how many points That's you get. That's the risk get. you can play right yeah, now. Yeah, you could get in there, and that improves your opportunity. Your odds. Your odds. Mm-hmm. And that's. it sounds like that's what you're all about. It sounds like you have a crippling gambling addiction when I'm, I hear I, you I, play I, this I, I don't gamble. I think you should never gamble I because of how you never just described gamble. that game. It actually frightened me. Yeah, you're like, I just love it when I risk it all. Uh, I have this kind of story <laughs> about <do> like <laughs> growing up, and there was this kids game that like all the kids in my school played. Yeah, but there was this kind of gambling feature. You couldn't gamble real money, but like points in the game, you could gamble. And I was, I'm like, I would lose like half my total money, and I'm like, well, if I bet the remaining half, I could gain it all back. <laughs> and then I would lose that too. So I can yeah, definitely see definitely in, in why I should avoid gambling in my actual real life. I want to encourage all of our listeners, take this uh, real life example of Lawson's life story as a child in primary school. Yep. Don't gamble. Folks. Don't, don't, don't do gamble it. with your life. Don't gamble with your money. Uh, don't gamble with anything really because uh, <laughs> it's a dangerous path. Put Jesus first, and then it'll never be a gamble because your life's go. in his hands. I love that. Um, but that isn't an excuse then to go and participate in gambling, by the way. Yeah, don't don't, don't like say, that. Jesus, bless me to go and put all my money on black. Please. You know, I I don't know if I should share that story, but before, like it was a wild journey. When I became a Christian, I'll have to talk to producer Shell to see if I'm allowed to share mm-hmm. the story in between later on. We'll talk later. But uh, just know that there was a time when I was like halfway a Christian and halfway not a Christian, and I was still gambling for real mm-hmm. and then i was like mm-hmm, i will use this for the church so oh, that is intense. and then, then that's yeah. like okay is this like good or bad you know i'll talk to shell see if i'm allowed to even talk about this on air uh-huh because uh, you know i i've been sick for two days i'm out of it that's yeah. my excuse you you've, so, you've lost your standards <laughs> yeah who knows i guess it could be anything all right i have such an amazing story to share with you this morning blake okay such an incredible story i'm ready i saw this on twitter and by the way, hasn't Twitter just improved vastly? I've I've actually really enjoyed it with Elon. I, I don't know. He's just like releasing crazy documents. Like every month he's like, found these ones. Here you go, public. Mm-hmm. Boom, here's some other documents. Uh-huh. Boom, boom, boom. I just love it. It's awesome. Yeah. But I saw on Twitter Greta Thunberg has received yep. an honorary doc- doctorate from the Faculty of Theology. From Helsinki University. Okay, that's disappointing. Isn't that the best news? Uh, Okay. Producer Shell. So, obviously, for a lot of people, this, for a lot of secular people, like when they saw this, they're like, yes, go queen. Like, like 100%. They're like, that's amazing. And there was like a photo, I saw a picture of it's like, Greta Thunberg with like a halo and angel's wings, you know, like she received her 
Doctrine in theology, isn't that amazing? Da, da, da. But I'm actually so bummed. I'm studying my degree in theology. I could have just gone and been an activist and they would have given me one. I have to learn Greek but you're not an- to get my bachelor's. This is really difficult. Yeah. But what were you going to say? I'm well, not- I, I don't know if I should say that either. But mm. anyway, Greta is not my favorite person in the world. Yeah, that's let me, right. Let me put it that way. I, I Look... You don't want a degree like that, Lawson. Mm. You you you're better than that. I'm better than that. Yeah. You don't use your activism for degree uh, mongering. Okay. Mm. Like, go get it the right way. Learn what you need to learn, and then have the degree. Okay. But reading through like the other people who got honorary docu- uh, doctorates, it was basically the University of Helsinki. They kind of have she didn't this- even graduate high school. Yeah. That's How's right. she going to get a doctorate? That's right. She didn't have a she, bachelor's degree or a master's degree. She is now Dr. Greta Thunberg. No, no, not on my watch. <laughs> she is. Only in Finland. Only in, well, it's Iceland. No, Helsinki is Finland. It's Finland. Yes, that's what I meant to say. Yep, Helsinki is Finland. <laughs> Thank you, Blake. Sorry, I've just been so wrapped up. As soon as I saw this, you know, my vision turned red. And I was, I was just bummed because I'm like, well, I have to do my bachelor's studies. In let me tell you this one thing, though. I will say this. And I've, I've been all over Europe. Mm-hmm. Well, at least northern Europe mm-hmm. uh, and some of southern Europe. Haven't done the middle part there. But uh, I will say this. Helsinki has this public library. So this is the only good news that I'm getting from this mm-hmm. that I think is connected to the university in some way. That, that you can go and they have free recording studios. Mm-hmm. Like you can just go and rent all the equipment or, or not even rent. You just check it out on loan. Mm-hmm. And when I say equipment, I'm talking like the whole studio and the, the bass and the guitar and the drums. And everything is there for public use. That's and so and cool. you just book it in. And then members from the university, I believe, come and practice their their mixing and their, their sound, audio sound production in the library mm-hmm. with the public. So they come in, they do the thing, boom, 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 and then they make albums for people through the library. How cool is like crowd sourced, crowd funded? Li- it's not even a funded library; it's just like a free album. Like that's, you go in and you get a free album. Dude, that's is that cool? Amazing. So that that part's pretty cool. That part's pretty cool. But looking at the other people, there was there was a whole there was thirty people who were given honorary doctorates. Oh, okay. This year from the University of Helsinki in the areas of law, the areas of medicine, that kind of thing. But if you look at the Faculty of Theology and you see the honorary doc- doctorates, the kind of people that they're giving them to, it's like there's one guy here, his name's Philip Esler, Professor, Portland Chair in New Testament Studies, University of Gloucestershire. So I'm like, okay, so this guy is like an authority in the world. I don't know if I'd agree with him. He probably comes from a different faith background. But he is a world authority on a particular area of the Bible. And a bunch of other, you know, theology also usually crosses into philosophy as well and there's another la- lady annabelle brett professor co-director of cambridge center of political thought university of cambridge i'm like okay i can kind of see it but then it just says greta thunberg activist that's that's her title that's that's what is associated with her that's her achievements and and that's led to them giving her an honorary doctorate i just i just personally i am it, it makes me a little bit embarrassed because I'm like... It's a cringe moment, what, for was sure. It, did they do this because, oh, theology was the only doctorate that they could have given to her? They don't they don't have a doctorate in activism, so they're like, oh, what's what's something that... If, I, if we give her a doctorate in med- medicine, well, then that has implications that are 
you know, too far reaching and, and gnarling. And we don't, we don't want anyone actually letting her practice medicine. So, oh, we'll just give her something in theology. I don't know. I, I feel like it's disrespectful to the institution of theological study. Helsinki University is like the Oprah Winfrey of theology degrees. You yeah. get a theology degree, and you get a theology Straight degree, up, and you get a theology like degree. It's just handing them out left and right and center. Uh, crazy thing about that story is actually all those people that got the cars from Oprah Winfrey, uh-huh. it actually was a terrible thing because they ended up having to pay like $15,000 in tax. That's that's awful. Yeah. So maybe that theology degree yeah. is not everything this, Greta wanted. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> see where it goes. We'll see if she starts speaking in the theological space. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We're busting out some clues. We're giving the quiz. It's getting crazy. All for Snake Bites and Shipwrecks, the game. Absolutely. I'm ready. Here we go. Second clue for the quiz. The people of this city tried to throw Jesus off a cliff. Ooh. That is not something you want to do to Jesus. No. But if you know the answer, hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And you'll go into the draw to win Snake Bites and Shipwrecks, the board game. We want to give it to you for free. Sorry, uh, that was my snake bite. Okay, let me effect. try and make a shipwreck noise. Um, oh, I wanted to... to I, forget, I forget how that song goes at the end. You know, you know at the end of... Titanic, where the ship's breaking in half and the violinists are playing that song as the ship's going down. I, for- I forget the tune, though. Yeah, I don't know. I was singing yeah. Bell and D, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, no, it was near. Oh, oh I know that song. Fan of the Titanic. There you go. I, I think I watched that movie when I was 10 and never again. So... <laughs> Praise God. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text, and we'll give you this prize absolutely for free. <laughs> Sorry, you What's going guard. on you in the world guard, of news, There's a lot Blake. of things going on in the uh-huh. world of news. They're going to talk about Wyoming first. So. The sm- America's least populous state. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Least populated state. That's I don't know I if it's what you said, least popular Populous. Oh, okay. Yeah. Populous state. Okay. Well, anyway, there's a bill that has come through, and it becomes the first U.S. state to outlaw use of abortion pills. Now, currently, the violation of the ban is to be treated as a criminal misdemeanor, punishable by up to six months in jail, and a fine of up to $9,000. But it is also abortion as well, too. There's been a push for abortion to be... uh, if you, you know, are providing abortion to others, there there's a push now for it to be a five-year federal prison sentence as a felony for providers wow. of abortion, uh, with only exceptions for rape, incest, and if the mother's life is at risk as well, mm. too. There's basically a huge nationwide push, and 13 states are uh, part of this push that are basically making uh, abortion... Illegal. So they're mm-hmm. now enforcing bans on abortion uh, at any point in the pregnancy. And then Georgia bans it once cardiac ac- cardiac activity can be detected or essentially at about six weeks of gestation, right? Mm. So all of these enforcement of abortion bans, 
they are happening all through Arizona, Indiana, Montana, Ohio, South Carolina, Utah, Wyoming. You know, all these are the states. It's kind of like a right-wing push to do that as well, too. Mm. So it's a political thing as well as, a, I guess, a moral thing as well, too. Uh, but now they're even banning the pills, which used to be the most popular form of abortion, and I believe it was with mifepristone. I, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. And another drug combined together is the most common form, was the most common form of abortion in the United States as well too, which was even popular before Roe versus Wade and now again mm. afterwards. But now it is illegal to sell them. Walgreens, which is a prominent, you know, a uh, chemist, we say chemist here in Australia, but a pharmacist, uh, Walgreens is a popular pharmacist uh, chain over there. They're now mm. limiting their abortion pill sales because of the pressure from the political conservative right as well, too. So the I think the, the two-page Wyoming bill is a provision making it illegal to prescribe, dispense, distribute, sell, or use any drug for the purpose of procuring or performing an abortion. So these so-called morning-after pills prescription contraceptive medication used uh, the morning after, uh, bef- but before pregnancy can be confirmed, are exempted from the ban. So essentially, abortion pills, mm. when you know that you're pregnant, are now banned in Wyoming. Wow. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Wyoming, but it is pretty desolate little place. It's a beautiful place. Uh, there's definitely some... Gorgeous parts of Wyoming, but it's a very, very windy place, and I, it's definitely mm. the least populated state. Mm-hmm. For it to be the first to ban these pills makes perfect sense to me mm-hmm. because it is a very traditional state. Mm. It's a very kind of old school, very conservative state. And before, there was a protection of it from Roe versus Wade, or I wouldn't say protection, but a, a prevention of it, uh, uh, banning or outlawing abortion pills, Right. But right now, as this whole thing is going down, there's a, a governor, not a governor, but a judge in Texas. Mm-hmm. And he's actually, as well, too, deciding whether or not, or he's considering a nationwide ban on the abortion pill, Mifeprestone, in response to a lawsuit by anti-abortion groups. Wow. So it's so interesting, because I think this all happened in July last year. Mm. Right. It wasn't I mean, this wasn't even on the on the radar. Right. But it's what is it, March? And that happened maybe late June, early July last year. Just to think about how quickly the political landscape has changed and how fast other laws have been put in place. Mm. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Right. So like these other laws have been put in place so quickly, like once the Roe versus Wade was redacted or, or removed or stopped preventing these laws from happening. 13 of these states have already jumped on board less than a year later with very strict restrictions on abortion. Mm. And I actually, you know, it is, oh, the one, the one thing that it did say was except for in cases of rape, incest, and if the mother's life is at risk. Now, I remember you once told me the percentage of that. It's a pretty small percentage it's less than one percent less than one percent but even even and and again this is less than one percent you could say wait one percent of pregnancies are rape incest abortion no it's less than one percent of people going to get an abortion abortion. wow so so 
But that being said, I think one of the issues that that comes up with legislation like this, and just to, just to play the other side, I, I, you know, there's a part of me that thinks this is this is great. There's a lot of me that thinks this is great. But um, I've heard some stories in states where they've already rolled out legislation like this, where it's been that they've they've been in these life threatening situations. And there's been a struggle with approval because of the the doctors not being able to fully confirm that that's what's going to take place. And so then if they perform the, the abortion, it's like it's still illegal. Now, again, we've talked a lot about this topic on the show before. And and I, I, I think that saving the lives of these children is fantastic. My, my I don't want to see it is- happen. And I want to see it happen, but I just I, I'm hoping that with this legislation also comes um, appropriate laws to, to enable that to actually happen without a bunch of red tape around it when there is actually a life threatening situation. So my take on this has always been: in a situation, the one who needs the most protection is the most vulnerable party. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have made the argument that women's lives are at stake, and I respect women's lives and i think Mm -hmm. it's important for us to provide a space to keep women alive and healthy and well but i also want to recognize what about the lives of these children Mm. and the lives of the unborn children and and they're very clearly alive from a very medical perspective and I, i think we're getting to the place now where people are recognizing that's not a an argument to be had anymore but i will say it's important for us to remember that the most vulnerable the most vulnerable person in an abortion is not the mother mm. but it's actually the child mm. because they're the one that have no voice no say no free will but they're at the mercy of their mother as well too mm. right now sometimes i know situations where the mothers have been sent to go get an abortion against their will as well too uh, you know, by an angry boyfriend or an angry, you know, lover who, you know, maybe the child's born out of wedlock or something as well, too. And then they say, no, you have to go get this as well, too. So mm. there's another side of that that's much darker than people want to talk about or realize as well, too. But I, I really do think that the lives of children are so important to protect, especially the ones who have no voice, uh, including unborn children whose future depends on the choices of others. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are living it up here in the studio in Newcastle as the sun is peeking through those beautiful gum trees. Wow, that is gorgeous actually right now. I'm just mm. really enjoying the... I'm, I'm enjoying the photosynthesis mm. that's taking place right before my eyes. Absolutely. <laughs> but these trees, do they continue to grow? Like, I feel like that tree's been the same height forever. No, they definitely grow. It's still growing? All the time. Even yeah. Just like a little bit, though? Or, uh, or a lot? It, it's also about girth. Oh, it's Yeah, so it's wider. not even like, it's not always height, but it's like, because I think there is kind of like a little limit for the gum trees. Mm. Because, like, they can't, like, grow 
as tall as like the sequoias or the redwoods mm. or those. They got some big ones in uh, Esperance or not Esperance. Yeah, I think so in Western yeah, Australia, yeah, yeah. like the tallest trees in Australia. Mm-hmm. Ooh, those are some big ones as well too. Some big trees. So I think I, I could be wrong about this. And actually, maybe if our listeners know more about trees, if you're an arborist or if you're a horticulturalist, Texas at oh four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you have information on the heights of trees, if they continue to grow or not, I would think they get to a point they kind of just stop once they can get enough sunlight, and then they just get bigger and thicker. Mm. But I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. It's a good question. Did you know they also have eucalyptus trees in yeah, Spain? I mean, really? Yep they're they're quite common. I know they're all over California. Yeah, but I, I they're not. Native. They native. brought them over, and they just bring them over for firewood. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, you are listening to The Breakfast Show. i got to give you a clue for the quiz real quick before we get into our interview. Our next clue is God sent Gabriel to this city. If you know the answer, 0491-064-669. Okay, that's a good clue. Mm-hmm. That's a very good clue. I didn't even think about that clue, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I know what that yeah. Is. I always get around the third one. The mm. third one, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. And that's for Snake Bites and Shipwrecks, the game, and mm-hmm. that's worth 300 points. So Texas ASAP as soon as possible. Today, with us on the phone for our interview, we have Jennifer Skews. Jennifer, how are you? Hello. Hey, Jennifer, can you hear us? Oh, I can't hear you very well. Maybe um, a switch needs to be flicked to plug me in. Um, maybe, well, let's try to plug this phone in a little bit more to see if that's a possibility as well, too. I think it's okay. How about now? I can't really hear you. Oh, no. Oh, Jennifer. Can you hear Lawson? What about (laughs) You can hear us? I can hear you now. I think it was just the switch that needed to be switched on. Um, it was technology. But that's all right. I can hear you really well now. Okay, beautiful. We can hear you really well as... Uh, right. as well so i'm happy to hear that jennifer uh how are you doing and what are we getting into today okay well i'm doing very well and today we we're going to finish off um it is to do with sleep but it's to do with well-being generally and it's to do with the amount of light we get um it's to do with light as far as brain activity goes, whether we sleep really well. And there are certain things about light that is very important. One, sunlight is something that relaxes us and we should have about, um, oh, if we could have a 10 to 15 minute minimum sun bath, either earlier in the day or later in the day, preferably earlier in the day, it actually stimulates chemicals under the skin that give you a state of relaxation, mm. which is why they call it a sun bath. Um, it's something, and if it's like today up here, it's raining and cloudy, so there's no way I'm going to be able to get in the sun at this point. But whenever it's out, it's good to sit and just be passive, not sit and read or do anything. Um, but it does help promote sleep, but it relaxes the whole system. Mm. Um, apparently, women have um, a bit a better response to it. Men do too, but women seem to that chemical is stimulated more powerfully in women than it is in men. But all benefit from that. And as you know, sunlight is vitamin D, and different um, aspects of sunlight really stimulate um, our whole system. 
So it's really important. And I don't know if you've ever sat in the sun and find, oh, you start to relax. After a few minutes, you feel like you're going to melt into the chair or where you're lying. <laughs> I don't know if you've had that experience. Yeah, I always go to the beach and I've got to go into the water and just cool off before I can handle it. Because I got pretty... I got pretty white skin, and I I turn into a little lobster real quick. So I'm usually I coat up in some zinc, get some sunscreen on, and then after a swim and I've cooled off, then I can enjoy passively sitting in the sun. But my daughter, however, she is uh, much darker than I am, and she just almost kind of goes out into the sun and recharges. She's got like a little battery thing going on. She goes and just sits in the sun. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm. But it's better to have it a bit earlier in the day, partly because once you get into the full sun, it's very intense, particularly where we live. But it's just something, if listeners don't do it, it's something that it's free, it's from nature, God has given it to us, and we should benefit from it. And it's just these simple things that improve our mood, our well-being, um, and our capacity, our energy levels, our capacity to sleep. And when you think about it, if you're a depressed person, what do you do? You hibernate, you go to bed, you pull all the blinds down, you don't get sunlight. And yet it's one of the antidotes to depression is getting the sun. So it's very, very important. On the other hand, if we have too much light at night, uh, the brain won't sleep, which is why we say don't, you know, look at TV screens to the last minute. If At least have an hour, even two if you can, before you go to bed without lights from screens and phones and computers and all that sort of thing. And a lot of people struggle with that because it's so, such a big part of our life. But it definitely can, if you do that, it stimulates brain activity in a way that the brain doesn't want to go to sleep. So that's another important point. But when you do go to bed, um, you really need a room that is totally dark. And most people don't have that. Um, you can buy special coverings, but most people won't do that. But I read an interesting article last week on using those sleep masks. You know how you, you put the mask yeah, on? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and they found that people definitely, a, a large number of people benefit and get a much deeper sleep, particularly in those first few hours. Because when you go to sleep initially, you're meant to go into this deep sleep down to about a stage four, and then you slowly come out and then you go down again. Well, when you've got light, it doesn't, um, and I'm talking just normal night light, right. um, it doesn't allow the brain to get that deeper rest. So any listeners who are struggling with sleep or not waking up and not feeling the best as they should, then try one of the, they're easy to get, probably a pharmacy or whatever, even just a scarf around the eyes. So there's things you can do, just little things like that can make a big difference. Whenever I'm, um, yeah, whenever I'm traveling, I always bring my little mask along with me. And I've got the one that actually, it sits on top of the eyes so that like when you blink or open yep. your eyes, you can't yeah. feel, you can't the, the feel the mask. And so it's like a little, uh, negative space, a circle around where the eye would be, and then you can okay. like pull that back. It, it's actually much better than other masks, yeah. uh, and it, it, it really wasn't that much more expensive. It has these like adjustable little things on there, and it just helps yeah. you to really mm-hmm. sleep well. I, I've really enjoyed okay. it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to look into that because it's, it's the sort of thing I recommend to clients because it's so easy to do, 
and it's not expensive to get something like that. And it can make all the difference to people. Um, the other problem with light is moon cycles. And I don't know what you know about the moon, but the moon, as we know, has definite cycles. And when it's on, an, um, uh, you know, wanes right down to nothing, then it's very dark. People often sleep better. But once you get a full moon, it makes a big difference. And there are people, you get that full moon madness, as they say. People mm-hmm. can be highly active. I find uh, particularly one of my cats is just totally hyperactive on a full moon. Um, doesn't sleep, sits up all night, and people do that as well. And the moon regulates water flow, as you know, like the tides we yeah. talk about. Even in the ground, people plant certain things on a full moon because of the water table is rising in the ground. Well, we're a huge amount, something like 90% fluid we are. We've got a huge amount of fluid. So that means it does affect us um, when there is a full moon. So certainly using one of those um, eye covers is powerful in helping to get a better sleep on that full moon. But people say, oh, I didn't sleep really well. And, you know, we look at the cycle and it's often on a full moon cycle that that happens. I've got a little so, thing on my watch that actually tells me the, the I don't know, the moon cycle, I suppose. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now and we are dead in the middle of a no moon. Like let's see, we've got mm-hmm. nothing going on right now at all. So it's very interesting. Like it's just this little circular cycle that shows the different phases of the moon, the waxing and the waning of the moon. And right now, there's there's just nothing. It's just zero, one hundred percent. You're more likely to get a better sleep on the, because of the darkness, you know, at night. Night. So darkness. tonight's yep. the night. If there was ever a night that you're gonna get a good <laughs> sleep, tonight <laughs> is the night. Get in there. Get the eye mask, get ready, turn all the lights off. This is the one, people. Don't watch too much TV at all before bed. So it's uh, so the things you can do, and people don't think about those things. They go to the doctor and get a, a tablet of some sort, you know, like a sleeping tablet or get something to help them sleep, which doesn't give a normal sleep cycle. It actually doesn't give you the refreshment. So these are, it's called sleep hygiene. These are sorts of tips that you can use, and light is a powerful pattern of that. I find um, that I really, if, if I want to go to sleep, all I have to do is read, literally. Yeah. I read yeah. a book, not on a screen, but I read a book for maybe five minutes, and I'm just like mm-hmm. gone, just like, you know, just like. Why do you think that makes a difference? Have you ever thought about it? Uh, the authors are boring. Uh, <laughs> no, probably not. No, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't know. It probably has something to do with the screen light, like not having the screen in front of me. It probably also has something to do. I you know this is a crazy theory. What yeah. if it's, what if it's the smell of the book? Like it just, it's like, well, little, little smell uh, makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because well, well, now you do that one psychologically, you're, Brain at night is associated with reading and sleep. So it becomes a habitual pattern in the brain. As soon as a bit comes out, you're all oh, right, we're ready to sleep. You, you've established that. It's like wiring the brain. But also it's what we call a very mindful activity. And if your brain has been busy all day and all these things happening and then you go to bed at night and the brain's doing overtime again, mm-hmm. you know, you thinking of this or what you're doing tomorrow when you do something like that and it can't be an overstimulating story it needs as you said a bit 
mundane or boring or something that is slowing you like down. Like reading about fishing. Yeah. <laughs> he sat on the side of the pond <laughs> fishing away. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> like counting sheep you know there are these things that people do i find for me if i wake up and i can't get back to sleep i because i've learned the 23rd psalm i use that and that really just slows me right down and by the end of it i drop back to sleep and i have a really good sleep so it's using something to focus the mind to allow it to go back to sleep it's uh, very powerful and that's a pattern these are things that we need to learn to do um there was an interesting study on, we talked about the moon cycle and full moon and fluids are more active like high tides, water levels, things like that, which is in the body as well. And they did a study in the US many years ago on full moon cycles and bleeding in hospitals and they were really you know, a big study and they did several of them and they found that on a full moon it was much harder to stop bleeding um in in patients like if they'd had an accident or they were doing surgery or whatever blood flow was much greater during a full moon well that just yeah that just makes me realize that hey if i'm like about to get like mugged on the street i'll be like guys 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 hold on can we do this when there's not a full moon so i can have a better chance of survival here and uh, I don't know if they're going to say yes or not, but like, I'm mean, like, guys, seriously, like, I mean, yeah. this could be fatal for me. Okay. Sure. So if you're going to shoot me, if you're going to shoot me, only do it on a no moon cycle, right? Or a, or a no moon. Tonight, and then it doesn't matter so much. <laughs> but yeah, it is, but you're right. That means if you have an accident or someone harms you and you're bleeding on a full moon, you're more likely to get more blood flow and it's a more risky factor. So it certainly is. But it just shows you how the flow of fluids in our system is very powerful. One, on our mood, um, you know, I find it's also like when you look at the, the, the female cycle, um, the menstrual cycle, they find that, that um, it really fits into a full moon cycle. So it's sort of, there's lots of things that we don't think about with the body that is very powerful. Hmm. Okay. The other one is weather patterns. Um, oh. I used to live in a climate where we had really hot, dry winds, and, oh, it used to stir me up, and I really felt awful, and I couldn't function well. It interfered with my brain. I thrive better in a subtropical climate with some moisture. So different people find that those different um, factors can make a difference. So that's another thing that can affect our mood and our sleeping cycle. So, uh, wow, Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer, yep. thank you so much for coming in today. We've run out of time today. We're going to listen to Lay Nash, Come You Thankful People Come. But I really appreciate you giving some tips. I'm going to try and utilize that tonight when I go to sleep. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.